0: Welcome to sportsmen of colorado colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every saturday afternoon on klz 560 with insights on hunting fishing archery guns and ammo from colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors now here's your host scott Watley. welcome to sportsman of colorado thank
1: you so much for joining us today going to kick it off with our good friend henry ferguson and uh, recently henry uh, had some success was it well first of all welcome
0: how are you thanks scott so is last well. day
1: or day before
0: uh the day before the, the day end, before of, the the end yeah. of the season yeah okay. you know i wait until the last day is just irresponsible yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have way more patience than i do i promise you that but uh yeah we're going to talk a little archery today and uh talk a little, a little hunting here so um First of all, I mean, from what you heard for the overall archery season, guys, you're connected with. Um, how was the overall archery season from people you know?
0: Well, I, I haven't heard a lot of really outstanding success stories. Um, it's hot, man. yeah, the heat was gosh. the heat was unreal this year. I mean, we hunted. Gosh, the second to last day when I got my buck, it was still in the 80s. You know, in in Denver. I mean, yeah. so it was obviously a little bit cooler up there. But for crying out loud, that was. Uh, There wasn't a lot of time to take pictures and revel in the, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and celebrate because we had to get get that meat taken care of. It was was hot. But, yeah, I think the heat really threw things off. Um, You know, personally, I I know most of the states really more after and interested in elk hunting, and I just didn't hear a lot of real good success stories on elk. Mm -hmm. I mean, my friend Tim was in a... uh, hunting an over the counter unit, and it was finally that last week of the season that he kind of got on the elk, and man, I'm convinced if there was if the season was a day or two longer, he would have had it done but it you know they just weren't they weren't vocal they were yeah. they were real quiet leading up to that and I had one morning that I was out there looking for deer, and i the elk were just going absolutely crazy early on in the season, but uh yeah, that was about it i mean it was it was pretty bleak out sure, there, sure so.
1: So, um, I think you saw, I got a white-tailed doe with my bow. Heck, yeah. One. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. And, and it was cool, you know. But I tell you, I, uh, for being the first time and learning something, and I didn't really realize what I was doing, but I was in a blind. And um, evidently, I rested without even thinking about it, the bow on my knee just a little bit.
0: Oh. <laughs> so,
2: when
1: the arrow went, I mean it left in a heartbeat, but my bulb kind of blew up. I mean, string popped off. Yeah. Yeah. It derailed the system there. You bet. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And so being a rifle hunter, I'm usually see them drop and, and man, you know, it took off, you know, and I was like, oh man, did I miss that? You know? And so yeah, went back and, um, uh, got out, went over there to where there was and I had a lighted knock and then saw blood covering it. And I was like,
2: yeah, awesome.
1: And I looked over about <laughs> 20 yards away at running. I could see it moving just a little bit. And time I walked over, it had expired. So oh, I was that's, that's I was awesome. Like, and it, it was cool. Well, I mean. and
0: having the, you know, you accomplished the goal of every bow hunter which is a quick ethical kill. Right. I mean, you, you want to see, and not just every bow hunter, every hunter in general, sure. but, you know, seeing, being able to literally watch him drop, oh, man, there's yeah. there's just nothing better than right. that. Right. I mean, and that's... I mean, the
1: arrow completely through, and, I mean, just, yep. just a great long shot. And, I mean, it, I couldn't have walked up and put the arrow any better oh, than I that's wanted, great. So, but I was by myself, so you know, you're
0: like, <laughs> you're like oh, you high five yourself, that was Yeah, cool. you reach back yeah. and pat yourself yeah. on the back, and that's and, about uh, all you can do. It,
1: it was awesome, for sure. So, uh, we got time today, well, I so just how, wanted
0: to have you... Uh, real quick, so how far was your shot?
1: 48 yards.
0: 48 yards, and you nailed it. And, and that's nailed awesome. it,
1: yeah. And, and like awesome. I say, it hit my, you know, the cam hit my knee. That's so crazy. I, I had a... Really uh, afraid.
0: I had a, a giant buck years ago. I mean, this was 2009. Not that it still haunts me to this day or anything, but <laughs> opening day 2009, snuck in on some great, great bucks, and one of them was just a perfect, typical. And I took that shot, and it was it was right at 60 yards, which is a shot I'm real, real confident in. And when that shot broke, my upper limb hit a branch. And it just sent that arrow low and sent it right between that buck's legs and, oh, yeah. just a gut-wrenching feeling, you know. Yep. And since then, I the lesson I learned from that was hunting with a shorter axle-to-axle bow is not necessarily a bad thing because that was a 37 or 38-inch bow. Gotcha. And so now I'm hunting with a 32-inch bow. And, it you know, it gives you a little bit smaller, more compact unit that you can, uh, that you can shoot
1: with yeah. there. And we were in Montana this last week, and uh, the gentleman I was hunting with, uh, I had a bear tag. He had an archery elk tag. And so um, we found some elk, and then um, I don't know if you've seen that decoy yet from Wayne Carlton. Uh, this I is the cow tag. It uh-uh. uh, it's called the butt head. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it is the most real life decoy. No I'll kidding. show you a picture. Uh, and uh, so we set that decoy up, and this elk was about 220 yards when we first ranged him. And, uh, I mean, he came straight in and turned broadside at this guy at 49 yards. Oh, and, I man. mean, I mean, just open field. Oh, well, the guy was to my left. It's the left. dream. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's left handed. And the way he was facing his body, he went to draw and got a cramp in his back. Oh, <laughs> okay. And then he had to let it go. Well, then he tried to draw again and just the way his legs were and the way his body was. Oh, would, could man. Get. So then he got up on one knee. Now, all the time, this bull's just standing
0: there. Just standing there. Looking at this decoy. Yeah. yeah.
1: He gets up on one knee and draws. It's 40, um, like I say, 49 yards, what I ranged it at. So he put his 50-yard pin on it. Now it was slightly downhill, so this okay. is, I have a reason for explaining this to see what he should have done. And um, he let that arrow go, and boy, elk bolted off. We went down there, and he found hair on the uh, broad oh, end uh, shot right underneath the leg. So, oh man, when you're shooting, uh, even at a slight downhill thing,
0: so under much? it shouldn't have happened. I mean, okay. if anything, if anything, the line of sight distance is going to be less than. The range, range distance. Right. So, um, so in reality, should have shot over it. Okay. If anything, but it's got to be it, on an elk size target. It has to be a pretty extreme angle right. to miss it completely. Because yeah. I mean, you're you're looking at a chest cavity that's you know twenty. Oh, trust me, I told
1: him. Yeah. Like,
0: how could you... <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's bow hunting no. and weird things happen. Yeah, <laughs> no. Whoa, we I had some that. weird things happen to me this year, and I mean just hard to understand, hard to explain things that you know, and I've always told my son cuz he's hunted with me for years. He's kind of come along with me on a, on a lot of bow hunts for elk, right. antelope, deer, you know, and and he's like, "Dad, you know, I've hunted with mom twice and opening morning she's done both times." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Well, well Kyle, she's shooting a freaking rifle. There's a li- there's a small difference right, there." Right. <laughs> and so anyway, she you know, you can have some things go wrong and still come out on the right end of it with a mm-hmm. rifle. Now, with a with a bow, a thousand things have to go right just to get a shot. Sure. And then, you know, a thousand things, a thousand more things need to go right to make, you know, to have an accurate result in it. So, right. yeah, it's tough. It's tough.
1: So, I mean, how much time do you spend scouting probably?
0: Um, well, let's see. Are you my boss asking that? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll... I spend as much time as I possibly can, and over the last few years, it's it's decreased just because of you know business requirements of sure. my time during the summer. Um, you know, my Kyle's getting older; it's just less yeah. time available. But I usually scout once or twice a week at least throughout the summer, and I've got a, I've got a half dozen spots that I'll kind of rotate through and find where the biggest bucks going to be. And that's where I'm going to focus my time that summer.
1: And your goal there is to find that one buck you like. Yep. And then come back and get him.
0: That That is the goal. Now, that's not how it usually works out. But uh, this year, I came as close as I possibly could. I hunted one buck and a one buck only for the first three weeks of the season. Wow. And, I mean, I did not stock another deer until the third Sunday of the season. And... Uh, Ironically enough, it's the deer I ended up shooting six days later. So, yeah, I snuck in. Just another example of how everything has to go right in bow hunting. I snuck up to 10 feet on this buck, Scott. I mean, I could literally, I heard, I was so close that as I was coming over the hill with him right on the other side, I heard a giant belch. (laughs) I literally heard the buck burp, and I mean, it would have made any drunken frat boy proud because it was long, and it was loud, and, you know, it just had the right tone. It was was perfection. Right. And I literally thought, oh, my buddy knows that I blew this buck out, and he's messing with me. And I peeked my head over the hill, and the buck's still there. I, I couldn't believe it. So it was literally the deer, and I guess he was, you know, probably... Belching up some of the mm-hmm. some of the food from one chamber of the stomach to chew the cud and sure. then you know swallow it back down to the other. But pretty interesting sound, and I you know you got to be pretty darn close to hear that. Right, right. And I sure was.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, another cool part of the story, and we wish your son could have come in the day, but your son was with you.
0: Oh, he sure was. So finally, I've redeemed myself as a hunter in his eyes. So, yeah, we. Uh, I'll tell you, that kid was a trooper. We we hiked up. Because where I'm hunting, we're hiking up one side of a mountain to glass the other side of this giant basin. And so we hiked up that, that morning, and it's steep, it's nasty, and it honestly, it just kind of sucks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty rough. Right. And I've been up there, I think that was my 23rd or 24th time this season. <laughs> so I've, I've put some time in there, and there, there's now a trail. There wasn't a trail before but just me going up and down the right, hill that many right. times we've we've kind of worn in a trail but anyway he went up to the top no complaints no problems and we got up there and um spotted a couple does and then spotted this buck that we called bedhead and bedhead's the buck i ultimately shot and we called him that because one side of his rack is like flat looks like he just woke up from a <laughs> pretty rough nap but uh Anyway, we spotted him right at about 6.15 in the morning and watched him until 8 when he bedded and wasn't sure that was going to be his all-day bed. But by 10.30, he still hadn't moved. So, Or no, by 9.30, he hadn't moved. And so we went back down and uh, went back down to the truck, went back to camp, tore camp down and because uh, we had a party that night. Or I should rephrase that. My wife had a party that night because we weren't there. <laughs> we had every intention of being there, but it, that's just not how it worked out. Um, so anyway, we uh, ran back to camp, tore camp down, and then had to climb up another mountain to get to this buck. And so we charged right up the face of it, just bombed straight up, and again, no complaints, no problems from Kyle. and probably more complaints from me but <laughs> well, yeah. after doing it multiple oh times. yeah exactly so anyway we got up top took our boots off took our packs off slipped on another pair of socks and literally slipped in to, to I, I think the final shot distance was like 33 to 35 yards because he was behind some brush and i had ranged the brush at 31 yards so i set the sight for 35 and you know kyle was literally right by my side when the shot broke and so after it went off it was it was pretty funny he uh i just said keep your eyes on him keep your eyes on him and we literally got to watch him drop he only went 76 yards and was completely done so it was pretty awesome i looked over at kyle and man his eyes were just as big as anything I've ever seen. He goes, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Wow,
1: that's cool. Yep, it was a lot of fun. Good. Well, you're listening to Sportsman Colorado. Henry Ferguson is with us. When we come back, we're going to get into the story just a little bit more, talk about some of the um, lessons maybe, uh, Henry, you learned through the archery (laughs) season to help us. So maybe we won't make the same ones. We'll be right back.
0: You were injured in an accident. You went to the doctor and you thought your insurance would cover it. But that was before you realized how the insurance company actually works and before you knew how long your pain would really last. So now you're stuck with a bunch of bills that you can't afford and the nagging pain has been keeping you up all night, making you feel like you're going to lose your mind every day. You are not alone. There is an answer. Call Flesh and Beck Injury Attorneys. Flesh and Beck have the experience and the knowledge to navigate the complicated maze created by the insurance companies designed to minimize your claim. They will answer all of your questions and help you to determine if you are entitled to compensation for your pain and suffering. If you've been injured in an accident, call Flesh & Beck Injury Law at 303-806-8886 for a free consultation to find out if Flesh & Beck can help you get the compensation that you deserve. Hi,
1: this is Scott Watley. Now, many times you hear your radio host like me say something like, let me tell you about my friends at... Then we'll talk about a sponsor that we truly believe in and endorse. Well, in this case, let me tell you about a company that really is part of my family, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. For over 13 years, we have trusted our furry family members to this wonderful staff. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life, and their goal is to help you keep your pets happy and healthy throughout their life by providing complete pet care services every day all at one location. We love the Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center boarding lodge, and your pet will too. Your pet will receive one-on-one care and attention throughout their stay. Open seven days a week for your convenience. Check them out. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, located at 8681 Lincoln Avenue in Lone Tree. 303-708-8050. 303-708-8050. Or check them out online at LoneTreeVet.com.
0: Hi, this is Kevin Trisna, owner of M4 Roofing and Gutters. Since 2004, it's been our mission to provide the highest quality of service and trust to every customer we serve. M4 Roofing and Gutters is a family-owned and operated company right here in Englewood, Colorado. At M4 Roofing and Gutters, quality customer service is our top priority. For a free inspection and estimate for your roofing project, Call today, 303-797-8600, that's 303-797-8600, or visit us online at m4roofing.com. M4 Roofing and Gutters is an A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau and haystackhelp.com.
2: Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560.
0: Welcome
1: back to Sportsman of Colorado. want well, to again thank you so much for being with us. And uh, we are looking forward to um, our rifle season getting going uh, here pretty quick. And we're going to be hunting over in Kremlin actually this year. Hopefully the fires um, won't be too bad. Have you heard much about all the different Do you have anybody hunting cow. in some of the fire areas? or? Uh, you
0: know, I, I saw on Facebook a couple of my friends yeah. actually got kind of chased out because they were pulling yeah. everybody out of these areas. And, I mean, it's not... Something unfortunately that's unique to Colorado. We've had, you know, Utah's going through a really mm-hmm. couple of really bad ones right now too. So I mean, there's a there's plenty of fires to go around right now. Right. Do you put in like Utah, Arizona, and some other? I do. States? I do. I put in yeah. for both of those. Uh, okay. Those are kind of my two out of state choices. That right. um, and I'm, part of it's because I've lived in both of them, so I have a little bit of home field, okay, a little bit of hometown knowledge there. Right.
1: Right. So all right. So. um... Again, man, your, your patience uh, is <laughs> unbelievable because when I see you post things on Facebook, I'm like, Mike,
0: well, I'll, I'll be honest with I you. I would have shot that
1: deer in a heartbeat, you know? But, oh, I, yeah.
0: I question my own sanity. And, <laughs> and if you're going to do this, you should probably keep those pictures to yourself yeah. because if you send them to friends, you're going to get called bad names. And, yeah. you know, uh, I, I got called a prima donna a few times, you know, why aren't you shooting that buck? And right. I mean, the fact is, I was. I've never really committed to holding out for one buck. And this year, like I said, for the first three weeks, I didn't stock anything but that buck. And I stalked him four times and oh, had some close calls. I had one that was a little bit too close. <laughs> I uh, kind of misjudged the role of the terrain and got into uh, 15 yards. Wow. And when he stood up, Bucks stood up all around me. And it was, uh, I, honestly, I felt like I was in, like, the middle of the trophy display at Cabela's because there were just antlers everywhere. And, oh, yeah, that that one didn't end very well for sure. me. But, uh, you know, that's bow hunting. I mean, you you do the best you can. You practice all year. You prepare for it. And sometimes things still just blow up in your face. and right, that's right. Uh,
1: You know, our buddy Phil happens. Mendoza wrote his book, Buck Fever. Oh, yeah. Um, how do you handle that? I mean, what if, have you... You know, typically on some of the things it, that Phil said, like
0: that. Well, typically, what I do is I try to focus on one aspect of my shot. So for me, I'll focus on, uh, and I'll, I'll kind of, I have a shot sequence that I, that I go through every time I shoot my bow. Um, and most times, it's pretty subconscious because I've done it so much. But it, when it's, when it really matters, yeah, when it's real, <laughs> yeah, I'll focus on coming to my anchor, right? and that's my, that's my thing that I focus on and when it happens everything else kind of falls in place. So it just kind of takes your mind out of this oh my gosh panic situation to okay I've done this before and you know but you have to have done it before mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't sure. you, you can lie you can lie to yourself all you want but your your mind knows better and it's not going to believe all the crap that you're telling it. Right, so, yeah. yeah you have to be honest with yourself and you have to have put yourself in pressure situations before whether it's whether it's tournaments or, you know, I mean, you shot, you just shot a doe this year. Mm -hmm. My first deer I shot with a bow was a mule deer doe Mm -hmm. and kind of a similar deal. You know, it was a, it was just an awesome quick recovery on a, you know, on a great shot. And it's one of those things that you can look back on now though, as you know, when you put, when you find yourself in future stressful situations and go, I've done this before yeah. you know and and that's that's the kind of thing that usually that kind of reassurance calms you down enough and and you're ready to go at that mm-hmm. point so
1: so how far was the buck that you end up getting how far was he when you you first got on him that morning and then decided uh, to get after him?
0: okay he was about two miles away okay. so yeah about two miles away so but go through your, your
1: thought process it's a, a mile downhill then a mile miles. uphill yeah. so
0: so yeah we we really i you know, my my biggest thing is, as soon as I see the buck bed down, I'm I'm trying to establish a couple of things. Number one, is he going to be there all day? You know, does he have the shade needed to stay there all day? And we watched that buck for a couple hours, and I was not convinced he was going to be there all day. So I thought there was a decent chance we'd be stocking an empty bed. But as it turns out, I mean, hey, it's the second-to-last day of the season. I didn't have a lot of other options. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so... Um, but you know, we, we figured once we got up there, we're like, we're going to take a look at this and we'll see if this works out for us. And if it doesn't, we'll s- swing back over the other side of the hill and try s- to find some other bucks. But as it turns out, you know, we, we had the stock, we had our route picked out pretty, pretty detailed. And I always, I'll take a picture of that with my phone. And then there's a, there's a, a, a thing where you can literally draw on the picture. So I'll draw my route on the picture. So if I have any questions and I get over there and the terrain looks different, and it always does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's just one of those things you can count on. So I looked at the terrain, you know, I looked at my picture on the phone and go, oh, okay, so I need to go. There's two big rocks that this buck was bedded near, but not under. He was bedded in the brush off to the to the south of one of the rocks. Yeah. So, um, so basically, I, I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I'm on the wrong rock. That's why I'm not seeing the buck. So we backed out, went, scooted over to the other rock, and, you know, and I, it was a, a really cool experience to be there with Kyle because I was able to kind of coach him through it as we mm-hmm. were doing it, and I said, okay, so as we come up to these rocks, we're going to take Tim Lang, and he, you know, and we're kind of telling him the story about it. And he says, well, do you need me to come out and help? Because he was still out in the area, oh, and God. so uh, I said, no, don't worry about it. Don't don't worry about it. I think we got it. and and then I started looking at it, and looking down to where, <laughs> from where I was to where the truck was, yeah. and I mean, it's a mile and a it's a mile and a quarter. It's a, a steep downhill, and I knew there was going to be a fair amount of uphill in that downhill. Right. And it's all dead falls. I mean, it's all dead falls. And I, so finally, I said, you know what? If you wouldn't mind, <laughs> and he goes, sure. on my way. He goes, I'll be there, and I'll be there right away. So, anyway, we got them all cut up and started, you know, started loading them into the packs. And Kyle, I mean, you know, keep in mind, he's 12 years old. Right. So, this was a big-bodied deer. So, we, uh, he says, well, Dad, you've only got two game bags. How are you going to do this? I said, oh, don't worry. i got a plan. So, I, I put the, uh, I, I put in his pack, we had, and he had, it. he just had a day pack. I mean, it wasn't really a meat hauling pack. Sure. But we put uh, the two front quarters in there, um, one of the back straps and one of the big neck rows. And so we put that in a game bag and put that on, and I showed him, you know, put it up on a on a deadfall if one's available, and then sit down under it, get your arms in it, and then, you know, you work on standing up from there. And he uh, he did it like a champ, man. I mean, it was, it was great. He was struggling, but... When Tim got there to help us out, you know, about the last half mile of the pack out, he, uh, he says, hey, Kyle, can I help you? He goes, get away from me. I'm finishing this. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those proud dad moments, yeah, you know. Yeah. You're like, okay, this, this kid might be all right after sure, all. So, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty neat. But just being able to share, he was there for the whole experience. And then, you know, that jerky, I told him, I said, hey, that jerky this year, gonna taste that much better. Yeah. You know, absolutely. got your own sweat equity mixed in there. <laughs> right.
1: And like you say, the weather, man, so just want to encourage everybody, if this weather keeps going like it is, man, you know, take care of that meat pretty fast. quick. When Real I took fast. my Dover uh, to Steve meat market that day, I mean there were two or three guys in line that left, you know, hair on elk and all the stuff and yep. the hide on and all the different and man had ruined it.
0: Yeah. And I see Very that all quick the time. time. It, just about every time I go up there, I'll see somebody who's either used a cheap game bag, yeah. you know, that has a really broad weave, woven fabric, and it allows the blowflies to spread their larva in there. Um, but there's always guys who, you know, feel like they're doing everything right Sure. that just aren't, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, I mean, if, if you have any questions about that stuff, talk to somebody like Steve Hine over there at Steve's mm-hmm. Meets. I mean, he's... He's seen it all Everything, at this point, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, he has literally seen it all. So, yeah, but you just can't be too cautious with that. I mean, that's what it's all about—is putting that meat in the freezer. So, I mean, if you're gonna, if that's, if that's the goal, you better, you better do your homework leading up to it to know what steps you need to take to make sure it's
1: right. preserved. A couple of minutes left here. Um, sure. As you were looking at maybe some of the other stocks that you did, what are some tips? No. That you can give. The, trust uh, the wind. Yeah. Oh
0: man. Trust the wind and don't trust the wind. I have major trust issues with the wind because <laughs> the place I hunt doesn't have like a consistent thermal like we always read about. You know they always start blowing uphill. Well, sure they do, except when they don't. <laughs> and, and in my experience this year, that was a giant. That was a giant lesson for me. Is the wind was just swirling on me, and I had that blow two stocks for me on that, on a on a buck that. I may never in my life hunt another buck that big. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Oh, well,
1: that's cool. Man. Yeah, that,
0: that was so that and then trusting your spot. I mean, you know, if those bucks are there, even if you blow them out, they want to come back. Mm-hmm. So you need to put yourself in position for those bucks to come back. Right. And you need to be there when they come back.
1: And rarely will you go like directly at them, right? I mean, you've got to pick an angle some way, or is there sometimes with the wind, if it's in your favor, you know, you can go for yeah, direct. Yeah,
0: it's totally wind-dependent, you know, and I mean, and another thing to realize is that not every time you see the buck are you going to get a stock, yeah. because sometimes they're going to bed in a spot. One of the one of the stocks that I did, and it actually ended at 25 yards, and I had a his buddy that was there with him, who was... It was a real nice deer, and honestly, I I probably should have shot that buck, but he was bedded in the wide open at 20 yards, and I, I just couldn't bring myself to shoot him because the giant was at 25 yards in the brush. And I, as I looked at that stock, I knew in the back of my mind that was a low percentage stock, mm-hmm. but I still went for it and, you know, I blew it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lesson learned.
1: Hey, the end of the story is good, though. There it is. there it is. Great experience. And, you know, I actually put a comment on your Facebook page. I, it takes a few seconds. Yeah, I mean, of course, y'all were hunting all morning, but it takes a few seconds for it to happen. But, man, what a lifetime memory. That you is know, absolutely right. Absolutely with you, right. You with him. And, I mean, man,
0: that's yep. priceless. I mean, you I remember hunting. Once with my dad when I was like eight years old, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully we're building those same memories for Kyle.
1: Absolutely. So. Well, follow Henry and his, uh, he's got some good buddies on uh, Facebook, Not Fit to Hunt. Yeah. And uh, you do some podcasts, different things on there.
0: Uh, we do we do more uh, educational yeah,
1: edu- videos, I should say. Videos yeah. and yeah. stuff like right. that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we're going to get back on that here soon.
1: Okay. So. Not yeah. fit to hunt. So that's it. You know, you'll find us at Krispy Kreme, not at. The gym. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. right.
0: <laughs>
1: well, Henry, man, congrats, and uh, Thanks, man, Scott. really happy for you.
0: Congratulations to you too. First right, man, one. I hope can't beat elk that.
1: season. Now, what do you got for elk?
0: Oh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Kyle has a uh, second season cow tag, so hopefully that's gonna put a little elk in our freezer. Right, so,
1: right. you yeah. got you got time to hang for one more segment?
0: I could, yeah. Yeah. All
1: right, yeah. let's do this. Because I want to talk about the draw. Sure. Some of the things okay. and what you think about that. All right. Yeah. You're listening to Sportsman Colorado. we got to take a short break, and we'll be back with more right after this. This is Red Merrill for Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is a weapon manufacturer that services the firearm enthusiast. From precision ARs to suppressors, Phoenix Weaponry can make your dreams come true. Phoenix Weaponry is a full service gun shop that offers gunsmithing, coating, and modifications to your own weapon. Phoenix Weaponry, family owned and operated right here in Colorado. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. Call today, 720-340-2496. Again, that's 720-340-2496. Or visit their website, phoenixweaponry.com. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and receive 10% off your custom-built weapon. For almost 10 years, hunters have relied on OnX to help navigate public and private land boundaries across the country. OnX Hunt is the only tool comprised of more than 400 countrywide maps that gives clear private and public land boundaries, trails, hunting specific data, and more. New map layers are constantly being added by pairing with some of the leading names in conservation and the outdoor industry like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Boone and Crockett Club, and Eastman's. Whether it's on your smartphone or handheld GPS, make the most of your precious time in the field by navigating with Onyx Hunt.
2: Ladies, I know you're tired of walking into the local gun store and seeing the same old thing. So let me tell you about Rampart Firearms. Just a quarter mile up Highway 67 off of Santa Fe in Sedalia, you will find a great selection of guns, ammo, tactical, and personal defense weapons. And if you or your spouse love to hunt, Rampart Firearms is a great stop for all of your hunting needs. Shotguns, rifles, pistols, anything from predator hunting to your next big game trip. Head to Rampart Firearms at the foot of the Rockies. Open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you will only pay a 4% tax on your purchase. Rampartfirearms.com, 720-468-0050. That's 720-468-0050. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560.
1: Welcome back to Sportsman Colorado. If you're just joining us, my name is Scott Wadley, Good friend Henry Ferguson in studio, and uh, we are talking about his recent success in archery, hunting, and all and uh, um, break there. Kind of want to talk about the draw when I ask you about your elk deals. So, yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs of the draw and the process. Yeah, and that makes two of us. And but... I mean, you know, boy, it just doesn't make sense. I had some guys that that didn't draw and then when the leftover list came out there were tags on the leftover list of areas they didn't draw
0: okay so So. that that part (laughs) i can't explain okay so that is somebody who turned a tag back in so colorado's kinda unique in that we do you know we are allowed to turn tags back in and we can get our points back Mm -hmm. now we don't get points for that year so say you went into the draw with ten points and you know, you, you you were able to draw that tag. Now you'll get your ten points back, but you won't get an eleventh point for that year. Gotcha. So that's kind of the, the gray area there for some people. But um yeah, that's how those are that's how those are actually mm-hmm. popping back up.
1: But it just seemed weird and it seemed like, you know, not a web expert either, but man, to open it up where everybody in the country is applying <laughs> for every species. At nine a.m.,
0: three bucks a pop.
1: Yeah, yeah, I it's mean.
0: pretty amazing. And I personally, I don't feel that did any favors for us as residents. Right. And I think that uh, I think that it, at first we're going to see next year if if the process is not changed. I think we're going to see those one point draw units get nearly impossible to draw. I think they'll be nearly impossible to draw, and I think that's going to be a a giant disappointment for us as residents. You know, who have had you know one and two point units that uh, that we've kind of figured out. I think that's going to kind of go away, but um, it's going to be a couple years down the road before it hits the uh, sheep, goat, and moose, and right. that's that's where that's where I think it could have a. Pretty devastating effect on all of us because it already
1: takes forever to draw. Well, yeah, I mean, but it
0: takes three points to get into the pool, right? So you have to have three points, and so everybody now has. You got to figure half the country has a point now, Mm -hmm. yeah, no kidding. (laughs) And if they don't, they will next year. So um, now, as soon as as soon as that three years is met, that fourth year it's going to be. A stinking carnival, trying to right, uh, trying to draw a tag.
1: And if I remember right, when I was talking to um, Colorado Parks and Wildlife about this, they said there was fifteen to eighteen thousand more people put in this year than last. With five yeah, five.
0: for for one species, but truthfully, there there were there were more than that for deer. There were more than that for elk, and it's gonna it's gonna get it's gonna get real interesting here in a couple mm-hmm. of years, Scott. And I, I. I, I don't like it personally I, I I see why they did it, and I know the parks and wildlife made a lot more money this year through the draw than they have in years past, and I mean to the tune of several million dollars more or maybe i
1: and it said it say they say they it saved them three million uh from doing refunds
2: really
0: it's a uh, I've heard a lot larger number than that really yeah, okay. so it's a. It's kind of a moving target there, and you know, it's it's going to be awfully hard for us to change that as residents and as conservation groups, like, you know, all the ones that we're all members of. Because, gosh, how did how do you take an organization and say, yeah, you know, you made an extra three to eight million dollars or nine million dollars last year off this draw? Well, you can't do that next year. How do you take that money back?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: You know, it's like a tax. Mm -hmm. I mean, for crying out loud, have you ever seen a tax get repealed? Yeah, right. No. I mean, once it's there, it's there. It's
1: Like E-470. (laughs) There you have
0: it. There (laughs) you have it. Exactly. (laughs) That'll never stop. Yeah, that's always going to be a toll road because it's continuing to make money. Mm -hmm. So, but that's going to be a tough... uh, But I I do feel that there are some options um, to make this a little bit easier and a little bit more palatable for people. Um, whether it's, you know, having people draw or, or buy a license to be eligible for the draw. So say everybody has to buy a hunting license to be eligible for the draw. So as residents, it would have a minimal effect on us financially. Um, but, you know, and they could even adjust tag costs to do that, you know, to, to kind of offset it. But, uh, if they, if they reduce that, you know, if they, you know force non-residents to buy a hunting license like arizona does like utah does and they're usually about 80 bucks for the hunting license Mm -hmm. itself but that's kind of your cost of admission then do the three dollars per species after that sure i think you'd weed out a lot of it
1: right and a lot of great one thing great a lot of program for youth i mean when you got kids like you do i mean man a lot of great programs for the kids
0: well kyle drew nothing this year he drew zero tags, wow. he, so he went zero for nine. <laughs> we applied him for everything, and yeah, yeah he uh, he drew nothing. So we were able, fortunately, to grab a cow tag off the leftover off the return list. Okay. And so, and I I was only able to I didn't get that until the end of
1: August. And that's something we can all continue to check, right? Because. Constantly, people are throwing Should. back in
0: tags. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I, I picked up a, a pretty great tag off there last year and ended up getting a real nice buck as a result, and it was, uh, you know, that's like found money, <laughs> right, right, <yeah. laughs> but if you don't know what it is, don't worry about looking it up. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Save those for me. <laughs> <laughs> for
1: <sure. laughs> and what is he, um, t- talking? just talking about kids a little bit, I mean, uh, all the anti hunting groups and yeah. parents that hate guns and hate killing animals and all that stuff how does he handle that with well, I'll tell you, friends and
0: all that's a great question scott because um, he posted a uh, he posted a picture of him with my buck and you know him pecking out the buck and just kind of told a little bit of that story on instagram and a, a girl from his class goes oh my gosh how could you be involved with that and I mean, this is a girl i've've I've gone on field trips and stuff right. with him over the years, and I was a chaperone for you know his his group in like second grade, and she was in the group. so I, I know her a little bit. and um, and I said, Kyle, here's here's what we need to do." I said, you know, so he's at science camp right now for his his school goes up and does this science camp for all the seventh graders. And so he's at science camp right now, and she's there, and I said, okay, here's what we need to do. We're going to send a whole bunch of jerky and some of the jerky, you know, the sausage sticks and stuff with you, and just have her try it. Say, hey, do you like jerky? Try this. And, you know, it. I feel that if people understand why you do it, that it's a lot. It, it reduces the hate mm-hmm. quite a bit. Now, there's always going to be a, a certain faction of people who just hate it, and there's no change in their mind. And, sure. and at that point, it's just kind of... Uh, Agree to disagree, kind of deal, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, I'll respect your opinion and just ask that you do the same for <laughs> yeah, me, right? <laughs> and you know, there's not a whole lot you can do about yeah. some, some of that. But. So, what do you do now with
1: uh, archery in the off season? Is there an off season? Oh, for the there's no
0: off season in archery keep, for me. Yeah. I, I love He's, shooting arrows yeah. way too much, so I mean, I'll um. I I beat up uh, I beat up my bow pretty good this year, <laughs> just dragging it up and down the mountain and oh, right. through the woods and through you know for antelope and then out you know out for for deer. Um, so I'll I'll go in I'll get some new strings and cables put on and this is a perfect time to get those shot in and sure. I've got time to do it and time to make any adjustments that I need to make. But uh, yeah, I mean really I. I couldn't have been happier with how my equipment all performed for me this year, so I'll be I'm not making any big changes there as far as you know, bows, arrows, sights, any of that stuff. I'm stay I'm going to stay with what I have, but I'm always working on improving my technique, and that's, you know, that's something that I work on literally year round.
1: And you see things a lot, you see them too post on Facebook, people, you know, get into archery or wondering, "Hey, what bows out there and you know, I always just tell them, you know, no limits, go there. And
0: and hey, that's, uh, absolutely.
1: check it out and go to a place that you know you're going to get expert help. And, you know, there's some other shops around. I know that, you know, mm-hmm. you, you probably know too in there and everything and different people. But uh, I would highly recommend a, a true archery shop. Yeah, and, uh, definitely, I mean, definitely. I mean, we all go to the big box stores and buy some things. But, man, when you're wanting to know oh, about yeah. archery, man, I'm telling you, I would really
0: go to. Well, like, and archery is a lot. You know. uh, archery is a lot more detailed and you know a proper fitting bow is vital Mm -hmm. and to get a proper fitting bow you have to go to somebody who knows how to adjust the bow and that's not always uh something that everybody knows how to do so yeah you want to find a good pro shop no limits is fantastic phil's awesome the all his employees up there are great but uh you know find somewhere where that works for you you know and just get to know the guys there, because the more you get to know them, they'll help you out. Sure, and that's out one along. thing that
1: I really appreciate. Because when you don't know something, you feel <laughs> stupid. you feel yeah, <laughs> you you know, you feel, and you hate do, to ask yeah. questions. You hate to go to a range and yep. everybody's drilling a dime at sixty yards. You and know, you feel and like yeah. the
0: only guy in exactly. the world. And, and the truth, the truth. But everybody told,
1: started out. And you gotta figure, you know? Exactly and got to figure. That's exactly it. They want you to help. Everybody to help
0: started you. at the bottom at some right. point, so it's just a matter of learning your, you know, kind of learning the ropes. <laughs> And if you're at a, if you're at a range and you see somebody who's just knocking the center out of the target, maybe ask them, "Hey, could you take a look at my shot and you know, give me a couple pointers?" Sure. You know, and literally, just ask for a couple things. What what are two things I could do to improve?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and if they look at you and they just start laughing and go, "Wow, <laughs> could <laughs> you, you, you need be a back rival? here next week?" Because yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we've got more than I can discuss right now. Right. But. but You know, most of those people are going to be more than happy to help you out because, again, somebody helped them along the way, and they're going to be more than happy to help you out as well.
1: And you want to talk about a great deal to get a family involved in, kids, wife, whatever. There's a lot of women, man, that can shoot.
0: You bet. Amazing. You bet. My wife used to shoot, and she was a phenomenal shot. And it's... uh, But you know, it just takes it just takes humbling yourself a little bit to ask for that help. Yeah, sure. Because we all, you know, we're all guys and we all want to figure it out on our own and be (laughs) the be the man who just does it, you know. But that's just not how archery has too many nuances, and you you need to you need to get somebody to help you help point you in the right direction. Sure,
1: absolutely. We got to get over that Highlands Ranch backcountry
0: range. Let's do it. yeah, here. are pretty name, quick. You, name the time, Scott. And if you're I'll, not uh,
1: familiar with that, the Highlands <laughs> Ranch Backcountry over off Santa Fe, there's a law enforcement training center. You'll see a sign there. If you make a left right there off Santa Fe, uh, well, I guess depending if on you're which you're, heading south, you're going, yes. if you're heading south, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and go in, you'll see a great archery range and you know the Highlands Ranch Backcountry. And go to their website, check it out, and uh, there are some fees there if you live in Highlands Ranch, a couple of bucks cheaper, but, I mean, a great range, and then they've got a great one-mile 3D course. And it's just, pretty cool. It's pretty. It cool. is pretty darn cool. So yeah, we'll get over there.
0: Well, the neat thing about it is you don't have to be a Highlands Ranch resident, yep. and you can buy the stuff on there. You can buy a day pass mm-hmm. on their uh, on their site and go out there and shoot anytime you want. Yep. So, so yeah. So that's it's cool. pretty awesome.
1: Well, man, again, congratulations on thanks, your buck, Scott, and uh, we we'll look forward to some more stories here. Sounds great. Uh, <laughs> you're listening to Sportsman Colorado. Stay with us, and we'll be right back.
2: Littleton Heating and Air Conditioning is proud of their 45 years
0: of HVAC service to Littleton, Highlands Ranch, and Denver metro area. Littleton Heating and Air Conditioning is your Lennox and Carrier expert heating and air conditioning contractor. They are proud to offer the finest heating, air conditioning, and indoor air quality products with prompt and professional customer service and satisfaction. Call today and mention Haystack Help Radio and save $25 off any repairs or $100 off your furnace installation. Call 303-798-3880. That's three for your appointment today. Littleton Heating and Air, a members of the Better Business Bureau and Official Haystack Help Registered Company. If you're looking for great deals on outdoor equipment and clothing, we've got you covered. Hi, this is Bill Paddock, owner of the Outdoorsman's Attic, your outdoor gear consignment
1: headquarters. You'll save 20, 30, 40, even 50% on previously owned outdoor gear for the fisherman, hunter, and camper. We also sell live bait firearms and ammo. If you're doing a little spring cleaning, bring in your gear to the Outdoorsman's Attic. We'll sell it for you
2: and put cash in your pocket. You can also pick up your hunting and fishing licenses right here at the store. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor gear needs is the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at
1: 2650 West Hampton Avenue in Sheridan, Colorado. 303-781-3626. That's 303-781-3626. Or visit us online at outdoorsmansattic.com. Mention Sportsman's of Colorado and receive 20% off all your outdoor clothing. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Let me tell you what I love about Stack Optical. They are truly one of the last optician-owned, family-owned optical stores at stack optical you can be confident you'll receive personal attention for over 50 years alan stack has shown he really cares about making his customers happy stack optical also has a beautiful new location at 2233 south monaco parkway in denver free and easy up close parking stack optical has an on-site eyeglass production lab whether you need office eyewear Or a new set of shooting or golf glasses, Stack Optical has the solution with the Stack Sport Pack. Give them a call today and ask for their $69 eye exam. 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Your eyes and vision are one of the most important things in life. I'm confident at Stack Optical you'll see the difference. That's 303-321-1578. StackOptical.com.
2: Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560.
1: Welcome back to Sportsman from Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to have in studio Brad Probst. Brad Brad is with Bear Mountain Outfitters, and we are going to be hunting with Brad here uh, just in the next few weeks for our first rifle season. So, Brad, man, had not got to see you since the
2: International Sportsman's Expo. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it has. Uh, I've kind of been in the woods. This, we just got done yesterday with archery season. Um, had a blast. Uh, a lot of good animals out there. Um, I'm looking forward to showing off the property to you and, uh, and your friends that are coming along with you. Um, I have no doubt you will be impressed, and, and you'll come back uh, many times. And, yeah. Now you let that one guy shoot my
1: elk. when <laughs> you nicknamed. I know Megatron. when people start naming elk. Yeah, there's a reason, and that was I've showed that picture a hundred times. Man, that thing was huge.
2: It's so it's a ranch record. We're very proud of that. um we always see these big bulls during archery season, but with archery gear, it's really tough to actually seal the deal. And to get that done this year was amazing. And on top of that, um, we had several big bulls that we harvested this year during archery, which is not that we don't do it, but to have that many big bulls. Mm -hmm. Um, And then of course the clients the next week are like, oh, did you shoot all the big ones? Well, those clients would tell you, no, we didn't because we didn't have a successful week last week in archery in terms of actually bringing elk into camp. But... um, we had all the encounters we wanted. A lot of my clients have been with us for five, six, seven. There was actually a 12-year return guy that was with us this year. So they've already shot the six by six. Now they want the monster. So um, like I said, we didn't bring as many in camp this last week. But we had the encounters. Guys passed on bulls. Um, you know, when you're having those encounters. That's They're going home happy because sure. you know, you're, you're eight yards from uh, you know a nice five by five or a six by six. So everybody's happy. And uh, we had a good month, that's for sure. Sure. So tell a little bit about your background, how you even got into the outdoors and got into hunting yourself. You know, I, uh, I'm i very, and I've said this to many people, I'm very blessed to be where I'm at. Um, we've been taken care of. Um, I never would have thought I ended up would end up running this uh, this hunting operation, and not just a hunting operation, but really one of the best hunting properties mm-hmm. in the state of Colorado. And if you look into Bear Mountain Ranch and Bear Mountain Outfitters, you'll see that that, that is the truth. Um, I just kind of started at the bottom and worked my way to the top. I started one year, uh, work was slow for me, so... Um, uh, got on the ranch, just do fixing some fence, and I was a skinner the very first year, and then just my hard work and, and you know doing the right things kind of moved me up to the top, and now I'm running the operation. My and it's it's a family deal. My wife, um, she she and I run all the the books and all that stuff throughout the year, and then right. um, she's a cook in one of the camps. Her mother, uh, so my mother-in-law is another uh, cook in the other camp, and then my father-in-law. Helps with odds and ends here, or there, and and my kids are there to entertain guests as well. So, um, it is a family operation, and uh, we're really proud of it. Right. Now, as we
1: uh, speak today, and uh, to be very transparent, we're kind of pre-taping this here before our show, But uh, so the spots could be gone, but you do have a couple of slots, which are very,
2: uh, it's, you're unaccustomed to having open slots. Uh, I guess some guys had to cancel on you. Yep, that's and, uh, that's a fact. Some, some you know, a situation came up where they, they asked if, uh, if they could back out, and I said, yeah, I'm sure we'll be able to fill these spots. Um, I have been in the woods for the last month, so I haven't put a whole lot of effort into filling them, but I do have two spots, second rifle. Um, it's a five-day hunt. Uh, Six thousand dollars for the hunt. Um, it's it, it's a it's a guaranteed uh, good time, not a guaranteed kill, but you're, it's a it's a beautiful property. Um, seven and a half miles of the Continental Divide cut straight through the property. Um, it's just it's where you want to be hunting. That's for sure. Right.
1: Again, Brad Probst is with us. Bear Mountain Outfitters. You can check out their website, BearMountainOutfitters.com. And um, again, if, boy, if you've been looking for a place to hunt, maybe you didn't draw some tags from other states, and uh, you felt. Maybe nobody would have any openings. Again, these openings are very, very rare here, uh, but there are two slots available. What would be the best number for someone to call you?
2: So 970-485-9246 is my cell phone. Um, I don't spend a whole lot of time in my office, but the office number is 970-724-9651. And I would mention that those spots, there is an option to add on a mule deer hunt to those two spots, so if it's something you want to do, um, we have some really good deer. Um, We're we're best known for our elk hunting, but uh, there are good deer. We shoot um, a a bunch of really good deer every year. So if that's what you're after, um, those spots are are available. Sure. What about tags in for the deer? Uh, So I have landowner vouchers. Okay. so um, if because it is a draw the of course the bull is the statewide over the counter right and that's for um, unit 17 and 181 which our ranch is in um, and then the deer tags uh, would be for 181 which two-thirds of the 15,000 acres is sits in 181 and then one third is on the unit 17 side of okay Property okay, gotcha. So, so,
1: good chance to get a nice meal there too.
2: Yeah, there. I think, and I would encourage anybody listening to, um, you know, our website's uh, a place to find us, but the Facebook page and the Instagram um, at Bear Mountain Outfitters. Just type that in, and we, I stay, I, I keep updating. You know, recent photos and stuff. So I think you can see a lot of videos that I film in the field, some really neat stuff that I filmed over the years. Sure. Close encounters, archery and stuff. So you can see all that stuff. It's just easier for me to update on those um, social media sites. Right. Absolutely. And you've had a, a bear kill, I think, or this year too, right? We did. Yep. And we had uh, one of our guides uh, got a bear. Um, we could usually get a couple. Actually, um, I have a bear tag for uh, for next month as well. So um, it's one of those things that we usually don't sell, um, but we do have a trophy fee deal. So if somebody wants to come and they have a bear tag, I won't charge you for that hunt unless you kill the bear. And, gotcha. and we're going to focus on the, the deer and the elk. But if you have that opportunity and you have that tag in your pocket, um, it's something. And I'm telling can. you, bears seem to be pretty active <laughs> right now. Holy moly, yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, we, spending a whole month in the woods like we just have, the encounters that, that each one of our guides and myself comes back with is, uh, they're scary. Bears scare me. I, mm-hmm. I'm afraid of a bear. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually, well, just in Montana the other day, and uh, we were
1: hunting there and uh, uh, stepped on a rattlesnake there, and that was about 40 degrees. Oh, man. And uh, it really couldn't react because i guess just so the temperature yeah and it just remained coiled up and then and then after i stepped on it and then stepped away a couple of seconds i thought what was that you know and then looked back and then it barely started moving just a little bit and i was like oh man <laughs> and i hate snakes i'll tell you i'm I with hate, you on that one. i hate snakes yeah i'm with you and that snake is no longer with us but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for good reason but, yeah for sure um so talk about the type of hunters you normally get i mean do you have do you have maybe Father and son deals that you, you can do. I mean, do kids come out? You know sometime? what? We
2: have uh, um, we have uh, have had some really neat hunts over the years, and um, we've done some um, some donated uh, handicap hunts. We've had a, a girl, uh, a friend of mine from Walden, um, she's uh, paralyzed, so we were able to get her around and uh, show her a good time. And um, we've we've hosted women's only NRA hunts in the past. Um, we've had Susan Lapierre uh, from the NRA up with us, and so we. The options are kind of endless, um, I mean, right. for, from Olympic athletes who were just with us last week. Uh, to So the whole spectrum of, of hunters are there. And uh, the family hunts are really special. Last week we actually had a mother and a son hunt together. Um, so, yeah, anything's uh, anything's
1: possible for sure. us. And I noticed there was a, a lady, and I believe she was a returning client, that shot a nice bull.
2: Yeah, this lady, is uh, she's something else. So she has hunted with me for um, six years. So I've gotten a guide her for five years, and not to pat myself on the back, but we have gotten her five elk in the five times that we've hunted together. So, wow. which is unheard of. Um, I think the success rate in archery is somewhere around six percent. I yeah. heard a couple <laughs> yeah. years ago. So for her, and I think it, that success rate. If you, what's the success rate for a woman archery hunter? Mm-hmm. Not that for any reason, but I, I bet you it's even smaller than that six percent. And for her to do this, mm-hmm. um, five elk, five times, that's pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah. Now, are there uh,
1: processing places around there? If you get out-of-state, hunters, different deals, how do you handle
2: Yeah, them? there are. Troublesome meat processing is, uh, they, they really take care of, of us well. A um, good friend of mine runs the place, and we get, put, uh, we get taken care of really, really well with troublesome meat processing. Gotcha. And that six
1: grand that we talked about, and by the way, if you're just joining, Brad Probst is with us, Bear Mountain Outfitters, and he has a couple of slots as, as we are taping this segment for second rifle season. If you're interested in those, uh, give Brad a call at 970 970- Four eight five nine two four six
2: six 9246 6 grand, uh, guided hunt, and that includes your lodging, meals. Correct, yeah, all your lodging, your drinks, everything's taken care of, all the cooking and cleaning, and, and the lodge you stay in, is, it's no joke. It's really it's nice. a beautiful uh, lodge up on top of the mountain, and the views, um, it's a neat thing to be able to sell because nobody's disappointed. When you come there and you uh, when you get there next week, you're going to be in awe. Yeah. The place is pretty impressive. Yeah, we can't wait. Man, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So what's been uh, probably the, main,
1: what's the main difference really with archery and your rifle hunting as far as strategy and getting in on elk and how does that
2: hold So, you know, we, uh, it's, it's funny you ask that because we kind of, my archery hunters come and they say, man, with a rifle, this place, it's just got to be a slam dunk. So I measure opportunity on my end is with archery. I say um, if I get you a, a an opportunity with 40 yards or less, I don't want any of my archery hunters shooting over 40 yards. Everyone tells me they can do it but I don't want you doing it. So we're that successful at 40 yards or less. We're not winging Hail Marys out there. And then with the rifle, it's 200 yards or less. The difference in the animal behavior is like night and day. So those archery hunters are there and they say, man, with the rifle, this just must be a slam dunk. Well, as soon as them leaves fall off the aspens, the elk have been bumped around a little bit by us archery hunters out there. Um, The behaviors are changed drastically. Of course, the rut is over. Um, So it's, it's just as hard to get to 200 yards. As it is to get to under 40 yards yeah. during the archery season, so it's it, there is a big difference there for sure. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Again, if you're interested in a great hunt, and uh, normally these opportunities are not available, but Brad had a couple openings here uh, due to cancellation. If you'd like to get a, a great, great hunt, great time to get a buddy and go, give him a call at 970-485-9246. And again, we're going to be hunting first rifle there at Bear Mountain Outfitters, and we're looking forward to that. And, uh, of course, we'll be coming back with a, a good report on that, I am quite confident. And then you'll be at this year's International Sportsman's Expo again? or? I
2: uh, Yep, yep, I will. We have think uh, again the my wife and the kids come down for that it's a we enjoy just uh, shaking hands and meeting people and having return clients come visit us at the booth so sure. we'll be there i'd encourage you to come stop by and visit us there
1: yeah it'd be january 10th through the 13th and uh, as that time gets closer we will be having some tickets to give away on that but go ahead and save those dates and uh, hope you'll come by and see us so i mean it's got to be a, a great feeling you meet a lot of different people a lot of different quality of um, when i want to say quality of hunters i just mean different skill levels there so i mean you got to love what you do, just seeing people. And like I say, you know, we all want to see that success, meaning, you know, a kill, but sometimes even, like I say, you just get several good encounters. I mean, that's what
2: it's all about. Too. Yes, see an elk. I've, I, I hear the horror stories of, you know, I went and paid for a hunt and didn't see an elk in five days of hunting, and I can tell you in the ten years that I've been on the property, that story has never occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's something else. We say it's uh, world-class hunting on the Continental Divide, and it's all of that for sure. Right.
1: Um, well, good. Well, be sure and check out their website, BearMountainOutfitters.com. Follow them on Facebook as well and uh, Instagram. And uh, Brad does a nice job there posting a lot of pictures and a lot of good videos. So check them out. Again, that number, 970-485-9246. 970-485-9246. And uh, Brad, we'll be looking forward to getting there soon. Man. I,
2: I look forward to showing it off to you.
1: All right. That's Brad Probst, Bear Mountain Outfitters. We want to thank all of our guests today, and most of all, thank you for being with us on Sportsman of Colorado. Don't forget, if you miss us on Saturdays from 1 to 2, you can catch us on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. or 4 p.m. right here on KLC 560. Hope you have a great day, and leave it right here on KLZ 560.